Hey everybody, welcome to Geeky Dads. Talk about geeky things. I'm JJ Johnson, and joining me today is Carrie Neitz. Yes. Carrie, welcome to the show, man. Hey, hey JJ. Good to be here. Thanks. All right, folks. Before we get started, I just want to let you know that this episode is being brought to you by Wicked Sarcasm Candles. That's candles with a sense of humor. So if you are a candle lover or an author, and you enjoy burning candles. I have one here that's personalized for me called JJ's Writing Pool Fuel. It's a coffee and caramelized type candle and it smells absolutely amazing. You can use the promo code GeekyDads at checkout and get a discount on there. Now, Carrie is the author of multiple books, including Amish Vampires in Space, Amish Zombies in Space, Amish Werewolves in Space, and of course, the incredible Dark trench saga carrie why don't you yeah. tell everybody else just a little bit about you other than just the books sure um i'm a dad a geeky dad just like you um i have three kids my oldest is actually graduating high school this year so that's kind of a big deal um and middle daughter is driving so that's also a big deal uh, or trying to drive so um yeah i've been writing Gosh, since early 2000s now, my first book, um, Star Curiously Seen, came out in like 2008. So it's been a while now. Um, I think I have, let's see, 12, 12 novels in print and some novellas thrown in there and some short stories. So yeah, yeah, a lot of science fiction fun. So yeah. All this right, man. All I have to say. <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on the show. So Carrie and I are going to be talking about genre mashups and of course yeah. carrie you you have some experience with this i guess yeah yeah that's true yep yep i kind of pushed the limit on genre mashups so yeah <laughs> all right before we get started how would you define for our listeners what a genre mashup really is i um two yeah two different often divergent um genres of stories like say western and and thriller say that um are both a story that uses qualities of both of those so you know like in my case vampires and there's amorous romance genre and there's obviously a vampire horror genre and and then the science fiction genre of mine pulls from all of those so, and hopefully it does service to all three as well. So, so yeah, that's the goal anyway. Yeah. And it's, you know, I see more and more people starting to do this and yeah. um, maybe not to the extent that you did, but now you, you kind of wrote this, I, it wasn't necessarily a dare. It was just somebody kind of tossed it out there or how did this come about? Yeah. Um, so my publisher at the time, uh, March Lord Press is my publisher at the time. It's now Enclave publishing but um the the owner jeff gerke he he would go to all these writers conferences and every other publisher was looking for amish romance fiction it was you know, a lot of people don't know this but it's a huge genre you know millions of copies sold every year and and so that's what all the other publishers were looking for and his his joke was that well the only kind of amish fiction he's looking for is if it's something like Amish vampires in space, because he was a sci-fi fantasy guy. And, and then somewhere <clears throat> along the way, he, he sent out this mock cover of Amish vampires in space to the, 
to all the authors and, you know, just to get our opinions and kind of joke about it. And, and I said, you know, someone should write that book. You know, I don't know if it's me because I it seems like it might be campy and I usually do kind of hard science fiction. But I think the title alone would would sell a few copies. You know, people would be intrigued by it. And um, and I, I was actually working on another book at the time and then kind of partway in there, I, I got an idea. I was like, you know, I, I bet I could come up with a way that the Amish could get into space and become vampires. And so I sort of went down the road of writing it and I got uh, about 30,000 words in and I sent Jeff a message saying, hey, guess what I'm writing? And, and when he got done laughing, he said, OK, if it's any good, I'll, I'll publish it. You know, finish it and send it to me and I'll I'll let you know. So he liked what he read and ended up publishing it. So that's how it started. Nice, nice. And I, yeah. I do want to point out, I've, I've read all three and oh, okay. it's not it's not campy. I mean, yeah. it's, no. so but no. I mean, the, let's see, it wasn't was it the was it the Tonight Show it was mentioned on? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like the spring following its release. So it re released around Halloween time in 2013. And then I actually had an the the company was sold and i ended up taking the book indie in january of 2014 well um in march 2014 i there were some typos that people told me about and i was getting ready to release a new kind of a new version kind of update the the print version and um the way it used to work is when you're doing that it takes it out of print for a while so so i spent about a week trying to get that all worked out and finally got it, finally got it worked out. And on a Tuesday morning, I think it was a Tuesday morning, I, I woke up and I checked my Facebook, you know, messages. And I had this message from an author friend. She's like, how is it to be on the Tonight Show last night? You know, I, I had no idea what she was talking about. Well, it turned out that Jimmy Fallon had mentioned my book on, on the show the night before. So um, he had this, this do not read list that he did. And, but unlike all the other books, he sort of lampooned on that list. Mine, he actually paid a backhanded compliment. He, he brings the book out, brought the book out and he set it on his desk and read the title and then said, Amish vampires in space. Do we really need another Amish vampire space novel? So been there, done that, got the t-shirt and then he put the, they put the book away and there's applause and laughter and, and uh, that definitely increased the buzz, you know, that little five seconds of, of um, recognition. Yeah. It was, it was kind of a fun time. <laughs> so. Yeah. Nice. That's, uh, that's actually pretty cool. I mean, it's something seems like it's going to be a funny and kind of the butt of a joke, but it ends up being pretty good. So, I mean, and you've ran with that and used it as marketing and it's given you some good, good stuff. So. Yeah. 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 It was really fun to watch at the time. I was just new to Twitter and, it, but it was fun to watch Twitter and just search for Amish vampires in space and see what was being talked about. And I think I counted like 12 different countries and seven different languages or something. So, you know, it was kind of cool. You know, I could use Google translate and sort of interact with those folks. And, and uh, yeah, it was, like I said, it was definitely a fun time. So. All right. Well, we have a list of, basically films, TV shows, and whatnot that we're going to talk about tonight of just some examples of some genre mashups. Now, yeah. some of these do good, and some of them might not 
do so good, but we're going to talk about it. Yeah. All right. So the first one that comes to my mind um, right off the top of my head and on the top of our list here is <laughs> the obvious one, Cowboys versus Aliens. Yeah. 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 I saw that movie. You know, it's not as memorable as it might you might think, though. You know, like I, I remember thinking it was a cool idea and and the actors that were in it were you know, fairly well known. Right. But uh, yeah, it's. um, Yeah. But again, it's a cool idea. You know, it was watchable and fun, kind of a popcorn movie. But I, I don't know. It didn't really stick with me. How do you how do you feel about it? You know, I mean, I saw the, I saw the uh, preview in the theater and everybody okay. started laughing yeah. and. It had some big names in it. Harrison Ford, Daniel Craig. Daniel yeah. Craig was right in the middle of doing uh, James Bond at the time. Right, right. So right. I'm I'm sitting there going, man, I got to see this. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is right. It's right up my alley. So, but like you said, it was kind of, um, it was kind yeah. of forgettable. I mean. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, I think Olivia Wilde was in that movie too, right? I think that was the female lead. But yeah, I. I, yeah, I just don't remember a lot about it otherwise, you know, so. Hmm. No, I don't either. So, I mean, you have Western and you have aliens and folks, I'm just going to give you a caution. A lot of our genre mashup here actually involves Westerns. So, hmm. and yep. were you a big Western fan growing up? Ah, uh, not a big Western fan. You know, my dad liked them a lot. Um, I, I can't say I don't enjoy them, you know, the, the the occasional Clint Eastwood movie or whatever, you know, yeah, it makes for good, good drama. Um, but, you know, and I did, did watch some Western things when I was a kid too, you know, but uh, yeah, you know, a huge, not a huge Western person, but you know, they, Star Trek was supposedly a Western in space too. Right. So True. most of us like that. So. Yeah. yeah. My, dad, my dad didn't watch a lot of Westerns. My, my grandfather did. He watched Raw yeah. and, you know, the John Wayne movie. So anyway, all right. So the next one on our list is actually another Western. It's Western and time travel. And that's uh back to the future part three. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good movie. You know that, and that one's one I think that actually worked and partly because you were, you know, used to anything goes from the other two movies, you know, but um, you know, they got all the main characters in there in a kind of an earlier version and um, yeah, fun. Plus, you know, uh, flying trains doesn't get any better than that, does it? So. No, it doesn't. And <laughs> I think one thing I liked about it is it kind of, you know, you go back in time and it, it it shows the conflict of, hey, you know, we, we sprung a fuel leak, Doc. <laughs> you know, right? We need yeah. to we need to get some gas. Well, gas isn't around yet. So. Right, right, right. That's it's a little harder than finding a Mister Fusion, huh? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so obviously some uh, some limitations, some conflict, and, and things like that. And I, I of the of the three, obviously the first one was my favorite, but you know this one I think was a very good genre mashup. They took the old west, they took some of the yeah. things that happened in the old western movie type, uh, you know, tropes, and then they brought in the time travel with that. And I, I think they did well. So I, I like this one, uh, unlike. Cowboys versus aliens. I actually do remember this one. I've actually yeah. seen it multiple times. So, yeah. So, yeah, believe it or not, I actually got to meet the guy who played Biff in those movies. And when I, when I worked at Microsoft, one of my uh, nearby 
guy who shared her, actually his office was right across from mine, was was best friends with with the actor who played Biff, Tom, I can't remember his last name, but he happened to be there one day. And I walked in the office and was like, hey, <laughs> I know you, you know, so yeah, it was kind of cool. That's nice cool. guy. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Really cool. All right. So this next one is um, Teenage Romance and Zombie Apocalypse. And yeah. That is Warm Bodies. Yeah, that was a good movie. I enjoyed that a lot, you know, and I remember watching it with my wife and she is definitely not a real zombie person, but she enjoyed it too. And it was kind of a, kind of hit the right, all the right notes, you know, you felt for the character, even though it was a zombie and yeah, yeah, good movie. Yeah. And I think it was based off a book too. I think it was an adaptation uh, as well, yeah. but I can't remember the author's name. So, yeah. um, but it was kind of like a Romeo and Juliet, you know, right. or, you know, you had some deep themes. Art was sort right. of a, uh, metaphor for depression you know he's always going to the airport and wandering around and bill's trapped so right. i mean you had right. some deep metaphors in there so right and it's interesting too that they did there's to make him a little more relatable they they made the villain zombies even worse versions right like they were people who were even gone further right so you know so the the zombies that he was a part of were you know, a little more human-like a little more relatable you know it was it's kind of a good ploy, I think, you know, kind of moving the goalpost on zombies, sort of. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good movie. All right. So the next one on our list is sort of uh, one that I think everybody's going to have an opinion on. And that, of course, is Western and space opera or space pirates or whatever you want to call them. And that is Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, I love that show. You know, <laughs> that's uh, one of the shows that I... I tend to watch at least once a year, you know, obviously there's only like 14 episodes, so it doesn't take too long, but you know, it's just, um, it's just well-written, you know, and I really enjoy the wittiness of it and, uh, you know, and science fiction and yeah, it's just a, it's a fun, fun, good characterization. You know, you really just can't go wrong there. So. Yeah. It really, it really tackles that new frontier and sort of the theme of, you know, characters trying to find a new slate and some redemption right. and stuff like that. And the characters' interactions with one another is is incredible. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that, I think that makes a good. That's what makes it so good is it's not just the fact that they're you know they're it's a space western. It's it's the fact that you have very complex characters here, and they've taken elements of both a sci-fi character and elements of like a, a western character, and they brought them all together, and and it yeah. worked. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, it really does. Like they. Yeah, and they changed up some of the tropes, you know, like instead of worrying about, you know, savages on the outskirts, now you have these reavers who are kind of on the outskirts and you never know if they're going to show up and scalp you or whatever, you know. So, yeah, it, it's just a really, really cool idea. You know, I I enjoy it a lot. Um, and I actually have written uh, a couple of books in, in, in a gaming universe and based on spacefaring rats and and firefly is kind of inspiration for my crew of rats so you know i i probably don't write it as well as as the creators of firefly do but did but but uh yeah i give it best shot you know so <laughs> nice nice okay so this next one uh same same showrunner and everything as firefly yeah but that is the pitch. And I heard the pitch for this was 
high school is horrible, but what if you had what if you added vampires to it as well? Right, right. And so that Buffy. is Buffy. Yes. Yeah. 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 Again, great concepts, you know, and obviously long, uh, long-standing fans, you know, and and was on the air for a long time. Had some spinoffs. I was not a huge watcher of it, you know, but uh, but I can definitely appreciate, you know, how well it did. So, what what about you? Is that when are you a are you a fan of that show or what? Yeah, I came to it late. I by the time I came to it, it was already off, and it was during um, you know rewatch and stuff like that. So I came to it kind of late. Um, I'd watched the movie, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, but I never watched got into the show. And you know that came out when I God nineties. I graduated high school in ninety seven, so it was right around that same time. But I, you know, I, I liked Buffy. I thought it was good. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, I, I came to it late. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did too. I did too. And again, I haven't seen a lot of it, but you know, again, I appreciate the appreciate the effort of it, the uniqueness of it. So, all right. So now we got another one. It's the same, almost the same concept. You know, <laughs> high school's horrible, obviously, but what if you added aliens? And that is Roswell. Yeah, yeah. And it's another show I haven't seen a lot of. Um, you know, it's definitely a high school role rom com with aliens you know and i guess there's another version of it now too right is it i you know i'm i think they either rebooted it or they brought it back as like you know set later i don't really know this is one of those like you i've only seen i think the first season and i'm not sure how many seasons there are so yeah yeah i don't i don't either I, i don't think it ran very long the first time maybe only a season or two but yeah i don't know where it's at now yeah, I don't either. But it's like I said, it was a good concept. I mean, you got Roswell, New Mexico. Everybody knows yeah. all the conspiracy theories and with aliens and stuff like that. And you add in high school drama, you know, and, you know, aliens are, I guess, are human like or whatever. And, you know, you have all sorts of conflict that can pop in. So another good idea, another good mashup. So I just yeah, I, I actually know someone who lives in Roswell with the. The editor for my last couple of books, Jill Domshot is her name. She lives she lives right there in Roswell. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of cool to know someone from there because, yeah, otherwise it seems sort of mythical, you know? So, yeah. So, you know, I, I'm right here in Oklahoma City, just north of that. Roswell is not that far from me. So okay. I should probably, like, make a trip. Yeah. On. Yeah, pop over there. Yep. So. All right, so the next one is one that you threw out, and uh, I think this is I think this is a great one. And both your kids and my kids have watched this, and that is basically super superheroes and Looney Tunes, and that is Teen Titans. Yeah, Teen Titans Go. Yeah, my my kids just love that show, and I still occasionally hear lines from it. You know, um, it's just a great idea, and to take a team that you know it's not as well known in the the canon of comic books and and kind of turn it into this goofball team you know i yeah i think it's a great idea and it definitely brought more attention to characters like cyborg and other ones that otherwise weren't that well known so yeah cool idea and the kids love it so yeah i think i think that's one that you know it's just it's fun it's it's humorous um short episodes not very long obviously yeah and uh 
you know, when you when you when you watch it, like there were some characters, obviously, I didn't know a whole lot about. Like you said, I was a big DC reader, but you know, I yeah, primarily read I read Superman, Batman, you know, the, the main ones. I didn't really get into the side characters all that much. And you know, so I, I, I like it. I think it's a great show. It's fun. It's entertaining, it's, and it's good for the kids. The kids loved it, so. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's had a couple movies now, too, right? I We actually have HBO Max, and I've seen a, three or four different movies there that you can watch, so. Yeah, yeah, so. All right, so this next one is, you know, it's a rom-zom-com, and, of course, that is Shaun of the Dead. Oh, gosh. You know, I have not ever seen that movie, so you're gonna have to inform, have you're gonna have to inform me on it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it seems like one that I would might enjoy, but yeah. Well, I mean, if if you're man, it's been ages since I've seen it, and I just remember it's got some of the best quotable lines. Um, you know, you got red on you. You know, it's just you. Yeah, come, yeah if you've seen the movie, you 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 know what that means, and it's just hilarious. And uh, I think it's Simon Pegg is who is in it i can't remember yeah but i mean it's just you know a romantic comedy with zombies is pretty much what it is and you know it can it can get to that point where you have some gross out you have a little bit of a love story and you but you're laughing your head off and it's got some of the best lines you know you that's basically all i can say about it without really giving yeah. any spoilers so yeah yeah well, you made me think of another mashup movie of more a little more recent is that love and monsters movie have you seen have you seen that oh i have not but i know what you're talking about yeah you would you would like that one you know it's it's kind of this dystopian wasteland the earth now and and there's everything there's just tons of monsters out there and this this teenager who had fallen in love you know he had a girlfriend they got separated when the apocalypse happened and so he just one day decide he hears her voice out there in the ether somewhere on a you know ham radio and just decides to go look for her you know and it's 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 a great movie it's very fun so you'd like it <laughs> nice i'll have to check i'll definitely have to check it out so yeah. um but yeah i've seen i've seen the you know i've seen it floating around out there i just haven't yeah. watched it yet so yeah it's fun and you know it's fairly clean too you know there's not a lot of it in it that's objectionable at all so yeah, it's fun. Uh, another one that somebody tossed out to me uh, at work when I was talking about, you know, we were talking about genre mashups. We geek out quite a bit at work. And uh, I haven't seen it. And that is uh, that is Westworld. You know, we have. Um, oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Michael Crichton created story originally. Um, yeah, I saw I've seen the movie. I have not seen much of the series, just bits and pieces of it. Um, but, uh, definitely iconic idea, you know, amusement park with robots, you know, that go bad. They just can't get any better than that. <laughs> so I did not realize that that was a Mike or Michael, uh, Crichton book. Wow. Yeah. He, it, he wrote the original screenplay. I don't think he actually wrote a book for it. I mean, <laughs> there probably was a tie in that came later, but yeah, he, he wrote the original screenplay. So early, early in his career. Nice, nice. Yeah, he wrote, man, he was a writing machine. He had, he he I was. mean, some of his, mo uh, you know, novels, they were just so far ahead of their time. Yep, yeah. yeah. And quotable still, you know, yeah. He, 
and he did tons of research. You know, I, I liked it about it. I liked it. I mean, how many novels do you read where there's like a 10 page bibliography at the end? You know, not yeah. so. Yeah, it's just great. You know, okay. Two books I want to toss out there, and I've actually read these. Um, and one of them is called uh, both of them by the same guy, Johnny B. Trent. He's an indie publisher, and uh, one is called Unicorn Western. Okay. So basically this guy, uh, he got dared to write a Western with fantasy elements, basically. And okay. it's set in the old West and instead of horses, they have unicorns. And uh, instead it started out as a joke, but it was like, uh, you know, pink uh, gun smoke or whatever with magic bullets and stuff. So yeah, it's actually a lot of fun. Uh, he's a, you know, I think uh, it's Johnny B. Truant. He co-wrote it with another guy, and I'm drawing a blank on who the guy was. And then the other book was called um, Fat Vampire. And uh, nice. <clears throat> it is, uh, you know, when you become a vampire, we always think of vampires of having like this uh, superhuman strength or whatever. Yeah. And basically it is, okay, when you become a vampire, if you're out of shape in the real world, you're going to be an out of shape vampire when you're... <laughs> so it's like you know hey your 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 crutches and your flaws you know right. in life they still come with you and it 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 makes for some comedic elements but it, it also has some good themes about you know accepting who you are and stuff like that and it's a fun story so yeah yeah it reminded me that for some reason that there's like a, a movie coming out with um what's his name adam driver it, that where he it's like a sci-fi setup but then he ends up fighting dinosaurs at the end so it's one to it's called 65 million i think that it's one to keep your eye out i think it comes out next march and this march so yeah cool interesting yeah cool bit of a mashup so all right well let's let's kind of switch gears here because yeah. um you know, a lot of writers listen to this show and, you know, this really isn't a writing show. We geek out, but I am curious since, since you've worked with, um, mashups and, and, you know, I, I, I've tried to do a little bit of mashup with the, with the Iggy and Oz stuff. I tried to take old classic stories I grew up with, like yeah. the cupboard and mix yeah. it with like, you know, Goonies and Diary of the Wimpy Kid and stuff yeah. like that. But what do you think, uh, are some of the challenges with creating genre mashups, whether you're writing or filmmaking or, or whatever. Yeah. I, I, uh, I guess the biggest challenge is to be able to do justice to all the genres, you know, it, and, and, and the fact that people coming into it aren't ever real sure what to expect, you know, like, you know, okay, if I'm coming into a, a book, that's about Amish in space. What, you know, what am I getting myself in? into here so um so yeah there's that i mean and there's really no way to prepare them you just kind of have to say read it you know um but yeah uh yeah trying to get and i, I know like when i was doing especially the first book and the other the other books too it was like okay getting the research i wanted to the amish to seem as close as i could get them to to reality you know so there's a lot of research there and then and then okay how do i you know, how do I bring in the, the vampire, you know, um, legend in there? And so it, it, yeah, it's, it's trying to do justice for all of them, I guess. That's, that's the tough part. So well, what would you think's the hard well, part of it? 
I think the hard part is, is that, you know, you have, you're always going to have a dominant genre. Yeah. And yeah. that's, and you're never like, okay, so if, if you're doing a Western and a sci-fi, my worry is, or my question is, I have a feeling you're always going to attract more sci-fi lovers. Yeah, it really is a sci-fi. You're right. I mean, once you get sci-fi in there, it's sci-fi. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, yeah. Yeah, that, that's true. I mean, it's it's become speculative all of a sudden. You know? So, yeah. And that's, that's true in my case, too. Really, I, I think of it as science fiction stories. You know, I think of all of them as science fiction. And that's what I write, and that's where I'm comfortable. So, um, Yeah. Yeah, I think I think you're right there. Um, yeah, my youngest loves your books, by the way. We we enjoy reading them together. So I'm I'm looking forward to the next one that comes out. And uh, yeah, yeah, I okay. think you've, I think you've written boys that age very well. You know, probably partially because you have some, and partially because you were one. But yeah, yeah, it's all good. Oh, I appreciate it, man. And yeah. you know, I'm I'm working on the next two. I'm editing one and and writing the first draft of another one. And I'm actually going to run a Kickstarter. Uh, oh, good. Okay. In June. So and yeah. get these next two out. So yeah, let me know. I'll share it. All right. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. Well, Carrie, I think we've uh we've talked genre mashups pretty good. And listeners, if there's a genre mashup we forgot to mention we would love to know because there is a lot out there and we're not going to cover every single one in this show so be sure to point that out in the comments and go check out carrie's books everybody thank you so much for listening i appreciate it i continue to be blown away by how many people just continue to want to listen to a couple dads geek out over some of the silliest things but uh, it amazes me and i thank you for tuning in every single week Everybody, this has been JJ and Carrie, and that's a wrap.